You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. Running provided me the ability to work on my mental health because I dealt with like, you know, having low confidence. I dealt with not loving my body. I just, I dealt with anxiety. I dealt with stress. So that was just a way for me to also get outside of my head and just to when I run, just to just focus on just running. So that that also helped me too in loving running as well. That was Sabrina De La Cruz. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, Marnie on the Move listeners. Welcome and welcome back. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. We have an action-packed week lined up for you with some of the coolest, talented, professional runners that officially emerged on the world running scene at the U.S. Olympic Marathon Trials in Atlanta back in 2020, BC. That's my new acronym before COVID. This week, I sync up with four of the team members from Angel City Elite, beginning with Sabrina De La Cruz. But before we get started, shout out to my sponsors, Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is the ultra-personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. They are my go-to for understanding my inner health, looking at my blood levels, and getting great nutritional insight. Inside Tracker transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science-backed recommendations you need to reach your goals. Take control of your health and wellness. Use our code for 20% off. Thank you, MOTM. And of course, there's a link in the show notes. Now, back to our guest. Sabrina de la Cruz is on a mission to increase Black, Indigenous, and people of color's representation in the running community. She is a professional runner and one of the founders of the running team Angel City Elite. A woman's distance running team based out of LA, the group was founded by friends united by their love of running, competing, and representing their respective roots. Set into motion just after the 2020 Marathon Olympic Trials as a collaborative effort of female elite runners looking to make a statement of representation in the community while chasing both their athletic and personal potentials. Angel City Elite was officially founded in 2021 in affiliation with Brooks Running. On this episode of Marnie on the Move, Sabrina and I sync up about where her running journey began, how growing up in the Mexican culture gave her a unique perspective on the sport. Sabrina chats with me about her biggest role models in female athletics and her experiences as a woman of color in the predominantly white running world. She shares her vision and inspiration behind Angel City Elite, as well as what drew her to work with Brooks Running. Sabrina also talks about balancing professional running with her full-time job as a caseworker, 
She also shares the workouts, routines, and music that keep her motivated in training and racing. Head over to Apple and leave us a review. It's easy. Click on the Marnie on the Move podcast on your Apple device. Scroll through the episodes, click on five stars, and click on write a review. Also, share this episode with your friends on social. Take a screenshot, post it in your stories, on your Facebook, on LinkedIn, wherever you like to get social, and sign up for our newsletter. Also, don't forget, we've got another Instagram Live this week, Thursday night, 9 p.m. EST with Dr. Daryl Joffrey talking about how you can get off your sugar and so much more. Now, on to my conversation with Sabrina. So, well, congratulations on getting into the 2020 U.S. Olympic Marathon Trials and participating and racing in Atlanta last year. That must have been awesome. Yeah, yes, it was. It was, uh, I mean, I felt like it was just amazing just getting there and also like doing it for my family and also for my community. I feel like that's really important for me, but it was amazing. Where did your journey into running begin? So I started in high school. There was a woman in the high school cross-country track team who convinced me to try out. And I thought she was gorgeous. I thought she was confident. She was so positive and she embodied a person that I wanted to be. So that's what influenced me to start running. And then from there, that's when I started pursuing running and running every day, staying consistent. And then I learned that, you know, you get what you put into it. So then I created a vision board. I don't know if you ever read the book, book, The Secret. I did years Uh, ago. It's such a good book. It is. So from there, I learned to create a vision board. To create things that you you want to be like or you inspire to be like pictures. So I did that. So I ended up winning state because that's one of my pictures that I placed in my vision board. And just like, and then like, then later on, I started creating more vision boards. Like when I went to college, post-collegiately. Again, just all my goals on all my dreams. Yeah. And one of them after post-collegiately happened to be qualifying to the Olympic trials as well. It's so funny because you talk about vision boards and it's like, you know, I always think if you can see it and you can feel it, like what it's going to be like when you get there, then you're like 70% there. Yes. I don't know if that's something you feel like with running, but I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I think the vision board is a good idea. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it, it, all of it contributes to your mindset. And if you believe that you're going to get there. Yeah. And I feel like the power will then work. How did you know you loved running? Like, what was it that? was your like aha running moment? I think for me, I think again, what for me, I think like I have multiple ones, but I think the first one was gaining that freedom. For my culture, women in the household are just very strict. Like they're not allowed to like, you know, walk to the store or anything like that. Like in my culture, what for my family and just running just gave me the opportunity to have that freedom and run in the community. (laughs) and then second I felt like running provided me the ability to work on my mental health because I dealt with like you know having low confidence I dealt with not loving my body I just I dealt with anxiety I dealt with stress Uh, so that was just a way for me to also get outside of my head Mm -hmm. and just to when I run just to just focus on just running so that, that also helped me 
to in loving running as well. You mentioned earlier your culture. How did this impact or affect your running? So in my culture, my family again was very strict, especially the women in the household. I'm from LA, but my family's their origin is Mexico, Guadalajara, Mexico. Okay. Um. So in my family, it was believed that the woman would be the care for the family, be the cook, um, and the men, you know, working, um, and. Going outside the home was a fear to my family because they were fearful of me, you know, being stolen or being raped. And um, so it's not as strict compared to men. So when I found out, I mean, when I told my parents that I wanted to try out for the team, they were at first not supportive. They were like, no, <laughs> you're not running around the streets. This this is not a sport for you. Let's just stick with, with basketball, volleyball, which is like an inside sport. Right. And also, so my parents could also um, supervise. Right. Because right? they could come to your games. Run. Yeah. Exactly. And then running, you can't really supervise. You just, you know, run to, you know, a, to, you know, a street and then we come back. Even in LA or you were starting out in Mexico? So yeah, I, I lived here in LA. I okay. was always here but in LA. But my yeah. They're very nervous just because of the protection. Yes. They're just fearful again of just me being kidnapped or something. So then, um, so then what convinced my parents was the woman on the team. She's like, they're they're in good hands, don't worry, like I'm their big sister. So she really convinced my parents that I will be okay. And then my parents ended up just being more like open-minded. I guess like understanding like running is very important to me. And, and also because I was really good at it too. And they, and then in my family too, women and men in my family, we didn't attend college. My mom was actually the first graduate in the family to attend college. So my mom then realized that running could potentially give me a scholarship to running. Um, so that's when she's like, okay, I mean, <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm open to the idea yeah. now. But again, it was it, it was hard at first. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, they came to terms to it. I can imagine, you know, even just like any family feeling that way, and then being from your culture and where you're from, and just it's really scary for people. Yes, to, it was. I mean, it's scary for women anyway, just to go out on a run. So I can't even imagine, like, from your parents' perspective, right? Uh huh. So, did you have any role models in sport growing up? You know, when you were younger, before you got into track, before you met this woman who was the head of your track team in high school did you you said you were playing basketball and soccer yes so I do remember at a young age playing basketball and I would I I would look up to like the Sparks woman yes yeah compete at a high level um I thought I wanted to be a basketball player right (laughs) and then I realized like I'm not good at it just because I was more of a bench warmer than competing (laughs) or playing out there (laughs) it's all right you found your yeah, sport. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I found my sport. But then eventually, I, I feel like my biggest role model was that female that I met. Yeah. In high school. I think she was like well, the one first female that, again, like I wanted to be like, I wanted to be as fast as her. And I wanted to do whatever she did. So then, you know, again, I did whatever she did. But then when I went to college, I feel like my teammates were my role models. And then today, I feel like my role models today are also just my teammates as well, people that I know. 
because I just feel like we all are very supportive of each other. And when I see a woman, you know, PR that I know, it just makes me feel good. Yeah. Like, wow. Like that's unbelievable. That's amazing. So that I feel like very inspires me and that then becomes my role model. What is inspiring you now as you look forward into 2021? Like I know you're, are you, st- are you training for different races? Like what are you doing now? So right now I'm, I'm working. So I work full time as a case manager. Right. And then I do find my time as in running, like I'll run either in the morning or evening, whatever that works best for me. What are you training for right now? Like races do you have lined up? Yeah. So training wise, I'm actually going through something personal and I'm going to actually uh, come out with that by hopefully by this weekend or the first week of May. And I'm really excited to announce. Okay. Um, But as in running, so that being said, due to my personal reason, um, running has been like, you know, up and down. But when everything is solid by hopefully by September, I want to be able to compete for another marathon. So maybe like Houston Marathon or Grandma's Marathon. Yeah, that's a good one. I think racing will be back by then too. I mean, I think that. I think so too. Yeah. I'm sure a little safer too. How do you balance between having a full-time career and then putting all your energy into training? So what's awesome about my career is that I get to choose my own hours. So I could choose either to work early in the morning or I could choose to work afternoon all the way to the evening. So when I'm in full training, I'll train in the morning and then I'll work from afternoon all the way to the evening. If even if that looks like eight to eight thirty p.m. Okay, uh, but I would prefer that route. But if I if I need to sleep in, um, or if I'm going through, you know, what's you know certain stress, I would do the mornings, afternoon, some like towards the evening, so I could run in the evening. So I feel like running. I feel like I'm able to balance that out just because right. of my career. That's cool. That's great that you can do both. I mean, I think that's like a really good advantage. What inspired you to want to pursue a career in a master's in psychology? Yes. So at my job, I work for uh, a company called Quantum Behavior Solutions, and it's focused on working with children with autism. Okay. So I wanted to pursue my master's in psychology with an emphasis in ABA because my goal is to become a behavior analyst and I just finished all my supervision hours. And now the next step is um, taking my exam, which is board behavior analyst. I just didn't want to be stuck only to running. I wanted to pursue also like outside of running of like my passion. And right. my passion is to help children with autism, and help mentor families as well, So, are the um, two- which, which is a great balance. Yeah. And are the two coming together for you now, like with your running and training and your, you know, trying to help children and all the things that you do? Like, are you finding there's an intersection? Oh, definitely. And especially like what I've learned in my master's and like I learned from the kids too is patience, is learning coping mechanisms because that's what I teach kiddos too. Right. In the spectrum, like coping and relaxation and not to get angry like for an example for like a race if I put that into race like not to get angry if you have a bad race you know just to like take deep breaths and know it's going to be okay day by day and then look you know beyond to the next one so I feel like it's you know working and you know running has taught me to be a better version of myself 
That's amazing. And so how did you like come up with the idea to start Angel City Elite? I came up with the idea at the Olympic marathon trials. I know you probably read, right, the article, the news, the, the New York Times, right, of the percentages, right? It was like 92% white there, yeah, 90 and 1% black, 1% Asian and 6% other. And being there at the starting line, like I knew, I realized like there wasn't much marathoners who were, you know, people of color. So that's something that I wanted to change. And I knew that I couldn't do it by myself. So that's, that's when I'm like, at sea would be perfect. LA is so diverse. We need to make this change, maybe like be mentors to the younger generation. They need to see more people of color. So maybe that could influence others as well. So that's what really like sparked that you know, buyer of wanting to create a team. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where I was kind of like asking about the role models. I feel like, you know, I hear a lot of athletes talk about their role models, or I was watching Amanda Gorman on Oprah Conversations, one of my favorite Mm -hmm. shows. It's so important to see people that look like you, especially when you're a young kid, that you can do it too, to be that like visual motivation or inspiration. But if there aren't enough women or people doing this, in the sport, like even if they're not top of the top elite professional athletes, like they just need to get out there, I think. Definitely. And I do agree with you. And as for the role models, like I think like looking back to, I guess in college wise, maybe not high school, college wise, I did see like uh, Brenda Martinez. I'm sure you know who she is. She's a hundred meter. I think she was like a big like influence and advocate to a lot of people of color as well. Yeah. And then how did you come to connect with Brooks, my favorite shoe company? Yes, they're amazing. So I connected with Brooks by email. (laughs) And I mentioned our mission, our vision, our story. And they gave me a call. Like they immediately emailed me. They're like, yes, let's, let's, I mean, I want to, you know, set a call with you. So they ended up sending a call with me. I told them my story and they loved it. And they wanted, you know, they mentioned, you know, like, we would love to sign you and your team. But again, it was just been a long process because right. I didn't know, like, the process of building a team. You have to either do LLC or nonprofit, doing a website. There's money. You have to put money into that. And Brooks was just an amazing sponsor because they helped us. I feel like it's been like a family yeah, so far. They really are great people that work there. They, yeah. They are. (laughs) They are. I feel like I'm not like intimidated to like email them. I'm like very open and honest. They're just amazing people. So we're lucky and we're we're very happy and proud to be, uh, you know, partnering with Brooks. Yeah. How did you meet all the women that are on your team? Like, where did you, did you know them already? I did. So I knew all of them already because we all trained together Mm -hmm. prior and I knew the girls prior because of college, going to a college or competing at races near the area here. Mm-hmm. So then when we would like see each other, we'll be, hi, how are you? We would meet for long runs. And then two of the women, they get coached by my husband and dress. So that's how like I was able to get more in touch and, you know, being able to train with them too. So I felt like it was just easy to like get them on board and they loved the vision, they loved the mission and they were for it. But it's, it's been awesome, like, planning with this group of women. I feel like we're all leaders. We're all very passionate. Right. We really want to, like, make a change. And it's just awesome, like, hearing, like, the, you know, different ideas from them, too. Um, Outside of running specifically 
and doing huh. and competing? Are you going to high schools or talking to kids in LA or around the city to kind of get them into the sport? Yes. So that's one of our visions to yeah. do that. Um, again, like just due to the pandemic, it's kind of hard to do that right now. What pandemic? But if we could do that virtually. <laughs> we, could, we could do that virtually. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, but right now we're like getting in touch, doing emails back and forth to, you know, people right now. So it's been awesome getting all the support. Yeah. No. What other kinds of initiatives do you envision doing like once you can get them done, like to just kind of increase awareness in the track community and working towards increasing diversity in the sport? I think like a few of them would be being part more of like the running community mm-hmm. joining different groups and us telling our story but also listening to other people's stories other people's cultures because I feel like everyone has a story so I think that's one way another way is very important is like social media like doing like a podcast with you today like you know that's another way how we could hopefully like you know share our story to others and have like you know the younger generation or other people to like understand our view and to being open and hopefully that could also help other kids to want to compete at a high level hopefully for high school college and post-collegiate and so forth but we want to also like again like what you mentioned earlier like help out like you know um, communicate to high school students middle school students and tell our stories maybe do like a question and answer type of thing I mean I think it's an amazing thing I think there needs to be more diversity in sport I know you have a big announcement and you haven't been putting in lots of miles but what's a typical training day for you and then how do you mentally get through those tough training days so if I have a tough training day I would prefer to run in the morning so getting through like the training day like in the moment I would tell myself mantras to myself, especially like if I have to like run on my own by myself, um, I have to like, you know, give myself prep talks. And if there's like a negative mindset Sabrina that day, you know, I try to like to wash that negative Sabrina out and, you know, get, like, you know, talk to myself, like I'm, you know, you're, you're confident, you're, you're, you're doing amazing. But then after going through, through that, because of course I feel like every training yeah. could be hard, right? You yeah. have to push yourself. Then once you, once you push yourself, like after that day, like you feel amazing after you're like, wow, I did it. You see, I am great. It's um, and then like after that, that initial starting point, right? Like I feel that oh, all yes. the time, you know, especially if I've like overtrained, which I sometimes do. So then I'm like, I can't even imagine like going for a run or getting in the pool. And then I take a day off and I'm like, oh, I'm so excited <laughs> to get back to it. <laughs> but I can imagine if it was actually my job, how hard that would be. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And for me, like I try, I try to think of it as like, this is something I want to do too. Yeah. Like running is something that I love doing and I want to like perform to the best of my ability. So if I see it as like, oh, like I need to do this instead of, instead I say, I want to do this. Right. Cause that, then, then the mindset's a little different then right there too. That's awesome. Do you have any motivational running advice for my listeners? I would mention to like anybody that's listening and who wants to run is to try it out, you know, and I know there's, there may be a day that you may not want to run mm-hmm. or, but it's always important to listen to your body. And it's always important to understand like your mindset and your body and just know like that tough route or that tough season, like you will get through it. 
That's awesome. Thank you so much. So do you have a playlist? Are you on, do you make playlists or do you run with no music? I feel like my playlist is like different all the time. It just depends on my mood. Yeah. But I love listening to like EDM. <laughs> I love listening to <laughs> reggaeton. I love listening to reggae. Yeah. So it just depends on run. my mood. It depends on my feeling. And, I, and then and also I like changing the music too. Yeah. Because I feel like every day your mood's different. And like that change of music, it's kind of like the change of scenery. That changes of the, the change of music could actually make you happy. Yeah. Do you are you on <laughs> Spotify know. or are you on Apple? Um, I actually listen to Pandora. Usually, oh, okay. Cool. But I do have a Spotify too. Okay. No, because I make all kinds of playlists. I'm now I'm asking do. all my guests. Yeah, I just do it for myself, but for running, like I make marathon playlists and long slow distance playlists and then I have like playlists for track workouts I mean I don't really run with music on the track but I just if I have to do like I have a Peloton treadmill and I find it so boring like I like the treadmill for many reasons but I also find it a little boring so while I'm watching classes it depends on the instructor but I definitely like to have my own music I'm very particular and I do I like EDM and like Deadmau I listen to all like European EDM music so yeah Yeah. oh cool I'll check it out then yeah I'll send you a link (laughs) it's like every song you've ever heard in your entire life because my marathons are really long it's like four hours of music at least (laughs) (laughs) well this has been so great I'm so glad we got to connect thank you so much I really appreciate it thanks again for tuning into Marnie on the Move if you like what you hear leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you email me, marnieonthemove1 at gmail.com. And let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out.